Hey mama, has life been just a little bit crazy since you became a mom? Yeah, I feel you there. Somewhere between changing diapers and singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star for the fifth time in a row, it can be a major challenge to remember what life was like before having kids. Hey girl, I'm Cheyenne Clayman, a mom of two, stepmom of one, and even one little baby in heaven. I'm also an American mama raising a family in Europe with my incredible Belgian husband, whom I actually met in a castle over four years ago. I know firsthand that motherhood is full of tons of pure blissful moments, but also plenty of struggles and obstacles. It's so easy for us to feel overwhelmed, alone, and a Starbucks coffee too short most days. This is why we need to bond together. That's the goal of this podcast. At Holy Healthy Happy Mama, I want to help you feel that sense of me too. Give yourself a daily virtual hug and feel empowered to be the mom you want to be. You'll learn from other moms just like yourself and including experts on all kinds of mom-specific topics like postpartum life, healthy eating for you and your family, mompreneur tactics, homeschooling, growing your mindset and spirit, fitness for mom bods, and so much more. So hit that subscribe button so we can hang out more and you don't miss a single episode. Time to grab your iced coffee, green smoothie, or whatever lifts you up and get ready to gain some holy, healthy, and happy mom wisdom. It's time to get mom-spired. Well, hello, all you lovely ladies out there. I am so happy that you have joined us on another episode here at Holy Healthy Mama. We are so blessed today because our guest is not just any mama, but she happens to be one of my favorites. Yes, we all have favorites out there, right? Can I play favorites? Um, Well, I'm going to today because this woman has been a true champion of just femininity. Yeah, can I say it? Femininity. There we go. And (laughs) encouragement in my life for the past 15 years. So I'm so glad that She is here today to share her motherhood journey and story and to pour into each and every one of you listening. So without further ado, girl, I am just going to go right in, dive right in and introduce her. Today, we have Allison Fitzpatrick from Florida joining us. Hello. Welcome, girl. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for for agreeing. You know, before we started recording, we were both reflecting on 15 years like really like are we are we old (laughs) (laughs) years of friendship like it's amazing we've seen each other you know we met in college and so we saw each other through those days and then through singleness through marriage and now through motherhood yeah and it's surreal All, all the things pretty much all of exactly I'm sure we'll have lots of fun when we go through menopause someday but we're many years uh you know my my mamas that I that come on here you know I always share with them like okay you've got a story like every mom has a story simply because she's a mom you know and we want to hear a little bit about your momhood of course and so why don't you share with us a little bit about your family um well I have two kids and a husband um my old huh sometimes (laughs) Sometimes, if we're being honest. Um, My son is nine. His name is Payson. And my daughter is six. And her name is Willa. Um, And sometimes motherhood's great. (laughs) And sometimes sometimes it's pretty hard. (laughs) Right? 
<laughs> the Nightmare Boys are very weird. It's, it's, they're very weird. Just get ready for me. I can just, like, so many moms right now nodding their head or, like, spitting their coffee out because saying, yes, Allison, we're so there. Um, you know, I myself even, I'm still in that stage of, like, my son um, is, you know, almost three. He's two and a half, and he's still in that, like, totally cute phase, and everything he does is cute, and, yeah. you know, someday he is gonna get to like being that quirky weird and like asking weird questions I can imagine or having yeah. maybe weird or talents even or or like things they like I can imagine all of the above I wouldn't even call it quirky because quirky to me is cute <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not sometimes it's not very cute <laughs> and now I'm now I'm curious, like, is there something that Payson's done recently or something you would say that really strikes you as just like odd that has come out recently? Um, it's just it comments. Like, I don't, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Um, I really should like have a, a like write them down on my phone or something when he does them, but yeah. I don't think at the moment. Um, but, and he's, he's into weird things like he likes Pokemon and that is just I don't even understand it he tries and no matter how much you try and like say I don't understand any of it he still just wants to talk about it so you're just letting him talk about it uh-huh okay that <laughs> sounds interesting and he's very into um like he's well not very he's starting to get into like his appearance he got a pimple the other day and he was like mom how do I like get rid of this like it was right on his forehead and and my husband and I are just like he's nine we are not we're, we're not like, ready no. hormonal <laughs> life <laughs> and he uh so yeah he wants his hair to be a certain way his hair used to be long like Mason's and then Dur I think it was honestly during COVID he decided he wanted it cut and that was always the thing if he wants when he's asked for a cut then we'll cut it and he did and now it's like so short but he wants it spiked and like has a certain look he goes for every time and I don't know but I wish I had a comment that that yeah. of weird he has said but I can't <laughs> think of one I had. they're just weird all around well, if it happens to come to you later or <laughs> out or, you know, maybe, who, you know, maybe you'll be doing a bestseller book someday when you start writing them down um, because kids are, are so filtered. That's what I think. Yeah. I love about them, right? Is like they really do say the weirdest stuff or the strangest comments, but it's also, I find it to be so beautiful because I'm like, yeah, you can tell they really don't care so much yet. Right. You know, and, and yet, yet like juxtaposition, how weird it must be for you to start to see Payson, like a nine-year-old starting to care about yeah. maybe he didn't before. Like that has to be, whoa. Yeah, there's like, I, Paul and I were just talking about this the other day, how it's so crazy, like the things he catches on to. So Paul's very into football. And so Payson they've always gone to games together and stuff. And he would like, he liked going because he was with dad and it's starting to be where like, he's trying to understand it. And like, he'll ask different questions about it when, and I'm just kind of like, 
a nine, how does a nine-year-old even understand that? Like, I don't even understand it. Right. So like when, when you see that like light bulb click mm-hmm. or like somebody says a sarcastic comment and he actually understood it, it's like, wow, you, you actually are like a, a little bigger human. You're not just a baby. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, totally. It's, it's amazing. Cause especially as a mom, I think every mom knows who's listening is like, it's so different than when you say had cousins or nieces and nephews or kids you nannied or something that you would see their progress and milestones, but more spread out. Right. All of a sudden you're all of a sudden you're 10, but it's like, as a parent, you know, you've been there probably 99% of all their days. So it's like, you have them, you've seen them grow and have these milestones. So I think these things are just more significant and yeah. sur- and you have the memories of wiping his butt, right? You have the memory yeah. like <laughs> him throwing food and maybe he still does, but no, like across the, 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 the table. So it's like amazing to see, yeah, these little personalities, these little humans come out, I feel. And now yeah talked a little bit about your nine-year-olds but now I'm curious you said you have a six-year-old and she's a girl so you have a daughter so curious like especially because she's the younger one like do you see her growing and maturing uh, like at the same kind of rate or is it just a total game changer having a girl as opposed to a boy it's totally she's always yeah she's always been like completely opposite of him um he was like when he was younger he was very outgoing would talk to anybody now he's a little bit more reserved when she was younger you would look at her a stranger would look at her and she'd literally turn her head away like if I can't see you you can't see me kind of thing um and now she's a little bit more of a social butterfly and she's quick-witted and sassy (laughs) and she has her own style as well. Um, but she has like, she has a little bit more of a tender heart than he does. And I, I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily a girl or a boy thing, or if that's just like her love languages are different than his love languages. So I think maybe that's part of it. Um, but if, in parenting, we have to parent Willa differently than Payson just because of their personalities are so different and the things she's do, she's only six and the things that she knows and does at six is different than him. And it could be because like she had the older brother that like already knew these things and would talk to her and like she saw things differently than he did because there wasn't anybody older. Um, but it's well- you know, and it's crazy because I see now, you know, your kids being three years apart and you've never been a mom before until you had these two young ones. And I'm curious, like in the beginning, you know, you just said something I feel that some people could find controversial, like that you parent your kids differently based on their personality. I know that there's some people that really believe like one household, one set of parenting rules. And I'm curious, like, did you feel that pressure? Like when, especially when Willa was born and Payson was the only one you ever had, like, did you feel pressure to parent them the same in the beginning? Um, I don't know. And we probably did in the beginning. Um, 
I mean, we probably tried now that I'm thinking about like Will as a baby was different than Payson as a baby even. Um, but I don't really think that I did. I, I have a, the person like, I don't really, I don't really feel pressure from other moms to like do things a certain way. I, I just do what I do and tell us your secret. No, <laughs> <laughs> why? And obviously it's probably just a part of who you are, but like, if, if someone could ask you, like, how do you feel less pressure or how do you let those things slip aside? Because everyone's got those, what do they call them? The Karens or whatever, the women who, people who got to say everything. So I just, you know, I feel like that is such a nugget of wisdom. Like, since you don't feel a lot of pressure, what, what would you say is like your secret or what do you do to not feel that pressure from other moms? Um, <clears throat> I don't know if it's a secret. I mean, I just, I, I parent based on how I feel God wants me to parent. Like, and, and I'm not going to say like, I never feel pressure. Like there are times Willa is a very picky eater and growing up, it was my kid's going to eat whatever I put on the table, but you become a parent. And especially the second child, it's just kind of like, just let them eat something and <laughs> and, and sometimes sometimes that like I can feel pressure from other people oh their kids eat all of kinds of things oh I just feed them and if they eat they eat and if not oh well um but I, I don't know I just I I don't know I just parent based on how I how I grew up, like how my, my mom and dad taught us is to just, you're parenting these kids that God gave you to parent and grow to love God and love people and be a stand-up adult. <laughs> um, and so that's kind of what I do. And uh, that's a secret really, but yeah. Well, sometimes it's funny. Sometimes what we consider to be normal is like a secret, like an epiphany almost for some others. Like just hearing you say that I, what I hear is that you just choose maybe in those moments when you get feel pressure, when you get comments, it's like, I love what your parents said. It sounds like too, is like reminding you that God gave you these children to like yeah. steward, not the other people. Right. And you know, I feel like I've also had to, um, because I became a mom right in the beginning of Corona and in a different country, as you know. So I remember coming to you or this is kind of why this podcast started, because I feel like I only had access to people through social, which can be a blessing, but also not because as we yeah. know, as we can be a really negative place. And it can be really hard, I think, for a mom, um, a 21st century modern mom to know what, what the heck do I do? How, where is my center? It sounds like your center. Um, and you can correct me if I'm wrong is to continually come back to God and, and remember that it's your job to raise the children he's given you. Yeah. Not others. Yeah, exactly. Cause like, I mean, even family members, like we, my brothers and I, we don't raise our kids all the same way, even though we were all raised in the same house. But like you said, like, like 
God gave me my two kids because he knew that my strengths and weaknesses and my husband's strengths and weaknesses could parent them well. And my niece, he didn't give me my niece because he knew that I, my strengths and weaknesses would not do well with parenting. Right. Wow. I feel what you're saying is so, if, if more moms could look at that, from twofold I see it's like like, it's so empowering to me what you're saying because if we can look at the fact we so often I think as moms can look at our weaknesses but to see that those strengths and weaknesses like God knew we had them he knew we he created knew that we had them before we had kids and our two which also can become very spotlight when uh we become parents together right all of a sudden who is I, why is he doing that? He's never done that before. I didn't know he believed that. So yeah. it, but it's awesome because when you can really, especially in those hard moments, I think, you know, especially maybe when your kids are acting up or maybe you and your spouse aren't on the same page, yeah. very empowering what you said that like, no, okay, Lord, like you gave me these kids knowing my strengths, weaknesses, my spouses, and even my kids, what, what strengths and weaknesses they would have. And yet you family. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Like Payson deals a lot with like anger. And I mean, I don't. My husband did when he was little and um, well, I mean, till high school, but having to like whenever he, he has these outbursts of anger and just like discontent with everything. Um I have honestly, like, I have told my mom so many times, like, I am not a patient person most of the time, but I have learned to become more patient. And there will be times where, like, he is having a a fit. And it's not like yelling and screaming, it's just anger and like, kind of anger. I give myself a pat on the back because I have, I stay so calm. And like, most of the time, he just needs a hug. And so he doesn't know it. In his anger, like I won't know anything else. I will have tried everything and I will just go over and hug him and he will fight it and fight it. And I'm just, I just keep hugging him, telling him I love him and praying over him. And I will hug him until he stops fighting. (laughs) And most of the time that works. Um, But yeah, definitely in the, in the moments when they're, struggling is you definitely have to remember like that God knew that this was going to happen. God knew that this was the personality he was giving me and knew that I could handle it. So what do I need to do God to be able to handle this? (laughs) And I love that you in, at least with this example, it's kind of like you went within a little and like, what, what, like I, I see you as such, because I've known you for 15 years, remember 15 years, um, as being a very warm, compassionate, like a hugger, especially I can see that with your children. So I love that you kind of followed your own intuition and just was like, I don't know necessarily how to deal with anger, but I know that I can give a hug. Like, I know that I can love my kid in this way. Um, You know, and I love that. I think so many moms need to own that, need to own more, like more of their strengths and what they do have, because it can feel so defeating sometimes with when your child is struggling, especially like you said, struggling in a way that you never struggled, maybe in a way your spouse 
struggled either. So it's like, you guys can both feel very inadequate, very easily and very even frustrated if we look at it in a certain way. So I love yeah. that you, you made that comment of just like, and, and like you said, it doesn't always work, but I love that you're using your natural abilities to love on your child in a way that can help them in those moments, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Good. So good. Oh, I love it. I love the way this conversation is going already. Like I feel that is the beauty of this podcast is when two moms get together, right? It's like when a lot of moms are here collectively um, with us now listening, there's such goodness that comes out. There's so much relatability that we all have together and so much we can learn from one another and already have shared a little bit of a challenge in, in turning it, I feel like into a into an opportunity in your family, like just talking about differences here and there. Uh, one thing I wanted to point out that I feel like I have to say before I get to my next question is another thing you said that was a gem is moms out there listening is that we all know the people who want to say something about our parenting, right? But I think we, if we were all honest, we could fall into that trap too, you know, especially if it's with a close friend or it's a family member, you know, if you have a sister or sister-in-law, right? It's, I, I catch myself sometimes wanting to give friends on, un, on, um, warranted advice or on, you know, advice that they didn't ask for. And what I love, as you said, Allison, is to remember that just as much as God gave us our children to nurture, to like, remember that when we're talking with someone else, like we may really be so passionate about something that we feel they're doing different or they're doing wrong, yeah. but you kind of help me feel in this moment and, and, and have like my own epiphany that, um, wow, like, but we need to offer that grace to people we don't agree with or understand and just trust that God has given them their children to raise as well with their own strengths and weaknesses and that we trust God with them and their family too. Yeah. Heck, even people we don't know, like when you go out and there's a kid that's screaming, you have no idea like what's going on, what happened at home or what type of temperament that child has. I have a friend who has an autistic son and she doesn't go out very often because people stare or make comments and that like, we should be doing this together, like not right. bringing each down or right. putting our up. Right. Totally. We, we've all, I think if you have kids, if you've been a mom for at least like years, you've probably had a screaming child in a store, like your <laughs> restaurant and you've wanted to go hide in a corner. And it's like, those are the moments that um, you know, I understand like if you're out on a date night with your husband, those are the moments that are difficult maybe as a mom, but it's like, those are the moments I hope we can all like encourage each other. Like, I don't know, maybe go like ask that mom, like, is there anything I can do? Or, or, you know, um, I've even caught myself, like I sometimes have extra toys in my purse and there's times where I've like given a toy to them or like, ask, <laughs> I give this, I don't know if that's a positive or a negative in her parenting um decision making but um yeah no I love that you brought up strangers because those because yeah. you're right because those those are the ones we don't really know anything about. right right yeah. so 
Well, motherhood is definitely full of challenges, whether it's uh, something you encounter in your own house or something you encounter when you're outside. Um, but I'm curious what you, Allison, would say. You've been a mom now for nine years, basically 10 years, because, you know, pregnant. It's end in February. I don't even understand how that's possible. <laughs> Gosh, that's a big Old. <laughs> like, I know, man. I was like, all like, I'm gonna encourage you, and you're gonna feel good. And so, by the way, we've been friends for almost two decades, and I've been a mom for almost ten years. <laughs> uh, means that you've survived, girl. Like you, you've gone, you've gone through some things that, like, someone like me being a mom only for three years, there's some roads you've traveled I haven't so I'm curious if you could just share with me and the other moms listening today um, what would you say has been one of your most difficult challenges that you have faced as a mom thus far um honestly like I feel like I've talked I'm Payson is a great kid <laughs> don't get me wrong I but his anger is probably the hardest thing that I've had to deal with because Paul's my husband's family has a lot of anger and I have seen through them where it can lead and it scares me that that's where it could lead if Payson doesn't if I don't know if we don't figure out how to handle his his anger um and he's just he's just at an age where little sisters annoy him <laughs> they look at him and he's annoyed I mean she looks at him and he's annoyed um so it could also just be that but this this season probably the last year and a half has been the hardest because of that and Willa is I start seeing um like the difficulty coming from her because she is very strong-willed and mm -hmm bossy <laughs> and she gets that from me I mean she gets it from me <laughs> I know that <laughs> but parenting a little me like why why god <laughs> um but yeah that's probably been the the hardest um yeah it, it was it was kind of hard like in the when Payson so Payson was three when Willa was born um, and I didn't have the best pregnancy with Willa. So like, I really didn't have like the, ah, uh, like googly over my baby moment. Like I did with Payson. Um, but so I guess looking back, that would have been a difficult time at that point. Hey, did you st struggle postpartum as well with her or just the pregnancy? I mean, I, I I hate putting that kind of label on it because like I yeah. was not I, I would not have needed any kind of medication or doctor or anything like that but because I did not enjoy being pregnant with her like I didn't feel like I had the same connection with her um that I did with Payson um so had you asked me this two years ago that probably would have been the difficult time the most difficult was that yeah 
And now I'm curious because you felt that way. And I think so many moms feel that way, you know, um, whether when they've had two or three or four different pregnancies, you know, I think every pregnancy is different and you definitely discovered that. Um, do you find now knowing that was your challenge and now you're one of your biggest and now you're kind of facing this, do you ever feel like they overlap a little or do you feel like you're concerned with how, like, say your son's anger is affecting your daughter? Like, do you feel pressure to like pull between the two of them trying to navigate that situation? Oh yeah. Cause there's many times like I will, Payson will get in, in trouble for what he says or how he says something or his actions or whatever. And Willow will come along and she will try it. And mm -hmm you just saw him get in trouble for the same thing why why are you going for this or like we're constantly telling Payson like God made you an older sibling because he knew that you could handle responsibility and the responsibility is your younger sibling looks to you for how to act how to talk how to treat other people and if you're going to go down this road of not doing those things in a godly way you're going to take her right along with you because she's looking up to you. He hates when we say that, but of I mean, we say it to him frequently so that he does not forget. And like, I was an older sibling and I have two younger brothers. And so I have that to like, as an example for him, yeah. whether he hears it, I don't like, know, but <laughs> like I have been here. Yeah. Exactly. Isn't that funny how it's like sometimes the things maybe we hated as kids, it's like when we're a parent, we realize, oh, oh, no, that is important. Or that's why. Yeah. my Yeah. You know, and I'm curious, do you have um, similar conversations with Willa? Because she's not the older sibling, but are you able to communicate to her about like, like, how do you communicate with her about her brother's actions? Oh goodness. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess, well, we wouldn't have the same conversation. It would just be more, um, I, I guess it would just be more of this isn't how you treat people rather than she doesn't have someone necessarily looking up to her, but right. oh, when we go to church, like people are watching. So maybe that's how we, in a roundabout way um yeah. we tell them that like there's always people watching like even when we're out in public like the way that you act represents christ so if you are pushing and hitting or talking back like are you representing jesus when you're out like are other people seeing wow that kid knows jesus or that kid really knows how to behave or like are you representing something else that we don't want um, and so I would say that's more when those kinds of conversations have to happen with her, it's more of that, of you do have people watching, even though you are not an older sibling. Um, and even if nobody's watching, you still like God sees everything that you do. So you still, whether it's a thought or an action or a word, you still have to account for the things that you do and say. 
Right. And that's, uh, yeah, I was curious because I, I understand like the correlation with pace and uh, your son and your daughter and, um, you know, reminding him he has a younger sibling. But then when you are the younger sibling, you're right. I think a lot of moms do maybe struggle there. Like, well, how can we help them with their behavior? Um, yeah. Which I love what you said. My, my husband himself is an older sibling and he had a younger brother that has one. And uh, he has so many stories to this day about oh, well, I got blamed for everything. And my, my, my um, brother was a big crybaby and everything he did was my fault. And so we've had many conversations too, especially now, um, as you know, and a lot of my, my listeners know um, we have, so I have a bonus daughter who's 14, but now we have a two and a half year old and we're, we're pregnant. So it's like now, you know, the 14 year old and the three year old don't have much in common. <laughs> they, they're so apart, right? Um, but now we know, oh shoot, okay, now our two littles are going to be three years apart and they're going to be a lot more competitive and a lot more being raised together in the same house. And so I, I love how you navigated that with, with Willa, cause I can imagine that's, that's not easy. And it's something that you said she's six. So are these conversations that you've had with the, both of your kids, like reflecting Jesus and, um, aiming to be more like him, like how young would you say you started those conversations with your kiddos? Oh, Prob I, I mean, I can't imagine, I can't think of a time where we have not had those conversations with them. Hmm. Like even at their youngest, they would try and touch something and it was a lesson. Um, but yeah, I mean, they everything was has always been brought back to how you treat people or um, like, heck, when they were newborns, I would rock them and sing Jesus Loves You over and over and over and over again. <laughs> so, I mean, they've, they've just had it in their hearts. And I mean, yeah, for... No, I love it. It's, it's been their norm. And, you know, when I talk moms too, I've actually had some uh, moms reach out to me on my Instagram and my social media. And they've even asked me like, you know, shy, how do you, now that Mason is two and a half, like, how do you take care of his spirit, like his spiritual life? And I do think it's a big task, especially when you're a Christian parent and you want to steer your kids. And I know I've asked you many questions and, um, but I love that you today, I feel have given moms almost like the permission if they need it, um, to start as young as they want, even gosh, like I, I prayed over my, um, yeah. when Mason was in there and, and I, I'm trying to do that as often as possible with the second, I know I totally yeah. get with a, a little bit of maybe what you went through, um, when you have a little one and you're pregnant, but, um, I love that, that it's, uh, it can feel overwhelming, I think, but what you said here today, just a song, even when they're that little, um, yeah. can be nurturing to their soul. Yeah. We have no idea how old, like God says that, um, I forget exactly where in the Bible, but it, he talks about how, like, he knows if a child were to die, like he knows what age the day right. is like the, how does it go? Like the, the age that they would be knowing of him or whatever. Um, so it's not like, oh, they're two. Now we can talk to them about God or 
why why we celebrate Christmas. Like if you just do it all the time, then yeah, it's just yeah. every. And then it brings us back to the beginning of our conversation today about how your children are different ages, different genders, but also different personalities. So it's like every child being different. You're right that you know some kid just like some kids are potty trained by a year and a half, and right. some half it's like their spiritual nourishment too I mean you can give them that nourishment but the connections I think are going to happen at different paces and different times and so it's like as a mom as a parent it's just like I think just be be you be that steward right it's like just just do it and 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 I'm sure you've also as (laughs) as um I don't remember the word you well, kind of like weird comments that Payson has, has made lately. I can imagine he's also had some like really great spiritual comments or conversations too, just because you've made it his normal, which is my opinion. Yeah. Well, and lots of, I I don't want to, um, I don't want to forget saying like lots of prayer, like parenting Mm -hmm. takes praying all the time and like I've even had to start getting into the habit of um praying over my kids bedrooms or my house um because like Satan goes where he knows that you are this the weakest and where he knows that he can maybe wiggle his way in and so there will be and he can't hear what you're thinking like you could pray in your head to God and God will hear you but you can't think in your head for Satan to leave your house he's not going to be able to hear you so there will literally been times where like I will say out loud Satan you are not allowed in my home like you are only the Holy Spirit is allowed here and my kids will look at me like I'm crazy but I'm like I'm always telling them you have a bad dream you you tell Satan to get out of your head because that's the only way it's going to go away. So it's the only way he's going to leave your house is if you just out loud tell him to. Amen. Oh my gosh. That's like a whole episode we need to do. Is the, <laughs> the tongue and the speech though, right? Yeah. It really is. I mean, he trembles when you say God's name. So make him tremble and say it. Exactly. And not just like, and not in the derogatory sense or the, oh my right. God, like, use your authority. You know, I, so one of my favorite books, um, I, it's one of those books, like you read and you read again, um, for me has been Lisa Bervere's, um, girls with swords. And it talks all about how God called the book, like the alliteration called the book of the, of sorry, the word of God, his sword for a reason and how a sword just like in you know practical sense like when you use it in battle it does nothing if you keep it in its sheath like at your side it's like mm-hmm. no yeah that you have to use it and that's what you're reminding me and, and all the mamas today as we wrap up that it's like your words are so powerful the words you speak over your children the words uh, the truth that you speak over them whether they're present or not I, I love it you can go into and speak the truth but also the words you speak over yourself um, as well as a mom is, uh, equally as an, as important and powerful too. Yeah, definitely. Well, Allison, as we wrap up today, um, because I feel like we could just go on talking forever and there's <laughs> so much 
much goodness. There's been so, such great wisdom that's poured out of you tonight. Um, I wanted to know if you would just um, let my listeners know, like when it comes to these challenges and when you think about your motherhood, like, do you have any resources that you would recommend for people to look into? Well, besides the Bible, I, um, I have been reading and this has only been like in the last six months I found this book. Um, it's called, um, it's probably backwards. It's called Raising Emotionally Strong Boys, Tools Your Son Can Build On for Life. Um, and it's, it's Christian based. It's a, a um, therapist that specializes in the behaviors of boys and things like that wrote it. It is like so good it's one of those books where like you can you read like three pages and it's like okay I gotta (laughs) gotta digest what I just read put into practice talk to Payson about um and I couldn't find there's another book I don't I really wish I could could have found it but um it's by it's a focus on the family book and it's for um oh I think it's called raising a modern day princess um and it's about um like uh, developing your daughter's um, love language, their strengths, like developing them and not um, stomping them out because you could get like, my daughter is a very strong willed and it could be very easy to squash that because that's very hard to deal with and squashing it's a little easier than encouraging it and having to deal with the strong willedness. Um, And so, that is enough that book was really good and that gives they both give you like tools to use to um tools to use with your kids tools for yourself um action things that you can do and then also like i said the um praying there's um stormy or martian she does the power of a praying wife and all of that she has one that's called the power of a praying the power of a praying parent um and that is very good as well Awesome. Awesome. I'm, I'm literally taking mental notes right now for myself, especially that strong-willed one. <laughs> no, but yeah. I, I love it. Um, ladies listening, I will have all these books and the links uh, in the show notes below. So when this podcast airs, we'll have all of those there for you. And uh, my last question for you, Allison, is if a mom is like totally right now fangirling and saying, oh my gosh, I love Allison. Like I am so much like her and would love to <laughs> out to you um how can they connect with you um well i'm i'm currently taking a social media break but my instagram is whole heart living and it's whole like underscore heart underscore living um yeah awesome pretty much it (laughs) i don't do much social media no I will have that also in the show notes below and if anyone's like super desperate i'm sure i can reach out to allison and maybe get your email and yeah, Facebook Messenger. There <laughs> <But that's- laughs> like, it's like, I'll have my people connect with your people and we'll figure it out. Um, but Allison, I just want to thank you so much for being on the Holy Healthy Mama podcast. And thank you for sharing your story here today. Thank you so much, Cheyenne. You're welcome. I love you, girl. I love you. With all the overwhelming and hard choices a new mom has to make, where you get you and your baby's top-notch nutrition shouldn't be one of them. Ever since I first began my fertility journey, I've trusted one place with all of my women's wellness needs. 
a company and brand that truly goes above and beyond with their cleaning and natural products. I mean, they even pray over their supplements. Yep, I'm talking about Pink Stork, a woman-owned, American-based women's wellness company that has products for every area of a woman's needs. Everything from fertility, pregnancy prenatal, postnatal, nursing, menopause, to even a brand new line of men's fertility products and vitamin drops for babies. See why it's my one-stop shop, mama? I can shop in peace and good vibes when I have Pink Stork in my shopping cart. And so can you. Go check out my own link below or visit holyhealthyhappymama.com slash pinkstork to check out my personal favorites list and grab yourself 15% off with code CheyenneC15. You won't be disappointed.